the May edition of Lift Off. My name is Stephanie Newton. I'm here with my pastor, author, speaker, and conference leader, Brother Jackie Cannell. Hey guys, it's exciting to be a part of what we're doing here at Lift Off. It's always a joy, Steph, to be able to come together and uh, just talk and share. You always intrigue me by asking me all the questions that you ask me. I can't even imagine where you come up with all the stuff, but it's an honor to be able to hang out with you as a uh, person in our on our staff and a leader in our church and a partner in Liftoff. And I'm always, I always get excited thinking, gosh, I get to go and she's gonna bombard me with a lot of, <laughs> a lot of questions. And we're glad that you tuned in as well. We hope that uh, the things that we talked about or we talk about uh, will encourage you and motivate you. And maybe, just maybe, you'll find a nugget that you go, I needed to hear that. So welcome to Liftoff. We're excited about that. So Steph, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about kids' ministries. And so often when a visitor is looking at a church, the two things that they'll call and ask about or search for on our website is music and kids' ministries. So today we're going to talk about that. So what is the stuff that visitors are looking for in kids' ministry when they visit a church? Well, first of all, you got my heart when you, when you think about kids' ministry because I'm convinced that if you uh, focus on kids ministry and you do it well, you will attract a lot of people. And uh, today I believe that what you begin with today, Steph, are the two things that people are interested in as they look for church. Again, music will never win that war, uh, but kids ministry. And so I really want to think about that for a minute. And I like the way you asked the question because you know, the world we live in <clears throat> has changed a lot. Uh, you know, when we think about uh, church and ministry today and the world we live in, it certainly has a different look than it used to when I was a kid or when you was a kid. And it seems as if uh, that today it's ever evolving and it's evolving quickly and if you're not uh, you know you're not pacing yourself in ministry with it you're going to miss out on a lot of things so before we really get into some of the jazzed up things that we hold dear here uh, let me address the thought what are people looking for uh, when they're coming to church in lieu of kids ministry and uh, <clears throat> i just wrote down a, four, a couple of things that I wanted to make sure that I, that I share with you uh, in regards to kids' ministry today. First of all, when, you're, when you take and you put on the lens of people in the world, not, not in your church, because I think sometimes we can become blinded uh, to what the world is looking at or people on the outside are looking at uh, when they're looking at churches and we become so focused internally that we fail to put on the, the lens of people that are examining or thinking about, I'm going to go to that church and visit. So I want to make sure that we hit this and get a good foundation laid before we get into the other thing. And that is this. You may want to take a pencil out and write this down. I believe that what people are looking for in children's ministry in a church today, number one, is a safe environment. I believe that people are really looking, can my child go into that church or that second, our campus here is large. So, you know, we got kids in one place and parents in another place and we're asking kids to leave, our parents to leave their kids. And I believe that they are really asking, is this a safe environment? So you need to look at that. Number two, 
I believe that not only should you look at and say is the environment safe, but is it a positive environment? Meaning that I believe that that in, in, involves a lot of things. For, like, for example, positive environment, cleanliness of facilities. Are the facilities clean? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? We're talking about the physical facilities. Uh, is, the, uh, is the physical facilities sending a message, this is a positive place? So I think you've got to do that. So a safe place, a positive place, and a friendly place. You know, when you think about a positive place, you can make a positive environment by looking at facilities and making sure that it, it looks good, it smells good, it sounds good. But if you've got people that are not friendly, uh, you know, people don't want to leave their kids with, with uh, people that are snobs. And so you've got to not only present your facilities in a positive way, you got to present your leaders as a friendly group, a positive group. So I believe that the, the people that you got serving have got to be friendly people. Leaders have got to be uh, present themselves <clears throat> in the right way, in a friendly way. And so you got to have a safe environment, a positive environment, a friendly environment. And you've got to write this one down. you got to have a spiritual purpose. But you only get the right to invest that spiritual purpose only if you present those first three first. Now, it would almost seem like that people would be interested in the spiritual purpose first, but they're not going to give you the they're not going to give you an opportunity if it's not safe, it's not positive, it's not friendly. Uh, you get to earn the right in children's ministry today to speak a spiritual purpose into their life and if you don't hit the hammer on those three uh, up, up, up front you're never going to qualify in the eyes of the people uh, to get a chance to, to invest a spiritual purpose in that kid's life so i, I think step that we've got to make sure that we look at that that picture right there uh, a safe environment a positive environment a friendly environment and then establishing a spiritual purpose in the life of those kids. So that's something we've got to think about in regards to what are people looking for in the church, or people looking for when they come to the church uh, to leave you, leave their kids with you. <laughs> so what do you think? I think once a family decides that they're going to visit with us and they check their kids in and um, maybe they go to their small group, Sunday school, for us it's life discovery. And then they go to their, the adults go to their class and they go to preaching. And then when the day is over, they get back in the car. Oh, uh, here we go. And pastor has taught us for years that there are three questions that mom and dad are going to ask their kids. Absolutely, Steffi, you can bank on this. I'm telling you, write this down now. We talked about a safe environment, a positive environment, a friendly environment to be able to earn the right to invest a spiritual purpose in that kid's life. And if you don't hit all that up front, you're never going to get, I mean, you know, the door is already shut. But if you do that good and you hit that up front, they're going to, like you said, Steph, they're going to come to worship. They're going to engage. They're going to go pick their kids up. They're going to leave out of that church and they're going to ask these three questions. First of all, did you learn anything? They're going to ask that kid that. When they get them in the car, they're going to say, did you learn anything? And then they're going to ask them a second question. Did you have fun 
They're going to ask that question. And then they're going to ask the third question, do you want to come back? So think about that. Did you learn anything? Did you have fun? Do you want to come back? Man, if you can get a yes from a kid and they're saying to their parent, oh, I learned about Noah and the ark and I learned about this and I learned about that and man, it was great. And we had a blast doing it. And oh, mom, dad, I can't wait the next Sunday. Uh, I'm telling you, when you get that, you're hitting the home run. And the, the key to it is, is that kid. That kid. That kid, you gotta, you got to sell that kid. When that parent picks that kid up, I promise you they're going to ask them those three questions. And if they are engaging in that, <clears throat> and they're excited about that, and they're just pumped and cranked and they're going to their mom and dad my goodness we we learned about you know daniel and the lion's den and we learned about this and oh it was so much fun they uh, we had i can't wait to get back can we come back mom can we come back dad we want this to be our church when you get a kid saying that <laughs> you hit the home run that's right <laughs> That's right. Now, years ago, it wasn't like that. You know, the parents said, we're going to this church, and you're going to endure it. You're going to sit down there in that, in that room, and you're going to behave yourself, and you're going to be quiet. As a matter of fact, you don't even have a say in the matter. Today's world is different. I'm telling you that the, the children are making those decisions, and parents are listening to their kids. And if the kid is happy... Parents are happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's changed stuff. It really has. Well, let's look at those three questions individually. Sure. And let's sure. start with, did you learn anything? So what should a church do to kind of address that question on the front end? Because if you can supply a good answer to those questions, if you can set the stage well, then that's going to help on your overall church picture. So how do you address, did you learn anything? Well, I think that you got to address it by making sure that your leaders understand that that's the reason they're there. Uh, to teach, you know, you're not there. And I, I just really think that we got to be careful with that. You know, you can build a lot of um, programs. Uh, you can put on a lot of shows. You can have all kinds of things going on. But you know what? That's not any different than something the world would produce. I mean, you know, they can go anywhere and get that. But you have to make sure that your children's ministry has a purpose in everything they do. And what we do is in children's ministry and in children's worship, we may do a skit, we may do a song, we may do this or a puppet show or whatever. And what we've learned is everything we do has got to, cent has got to come back to a central focus, and that is this, what are we trying to teach them in that? Because if you don't understand that everything you do has a purpose in teaching kids a spiritual truth, then, then you're going to miss the boat. So that step comes in to what I consider to be preparation. You've got to prepare what you're doing before they ever get there. You've got to have the teachers and the leaders have to put effort into what are you trying to teach kids this Sunday? And guys, I'm telling you, we're failing in that. We're failing in that in our churches. 
Kids today don't even know the basic Bible stories. They don't know about Jonah and Daniel and Noah and all that stuff. They're not being taught that. So we have to make sure that as a church, our focus is teaching them something so that they learn something and that they're excited about what they learned. Not just, not just being doing an activity, not just having a lot of flashing lights, but man, let's make sure that we don't miss what our purpose is. Teach them the Word of God. Do Scripture. Use this. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get this right here off the page into the heart of the kid. Train up a child the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word have I hid in my heart so that I sin not against God. Paul reminded Timothy that from a child, you have been taught the holy scriptures. We've got to make sure that we're serious about teaching. So that's important, Steph. We've got to, we've got to make sure that we have something that we're giving them so that when they get in that car and their parent says, what did you learn? They're going to say, we learned about this. And it needs to be biblical. And that requires preparation. I think as a parent, if the kid gets in the car and they say, well, you know, I don't, I don't think we learned anything today. I think that's an instant... Downer, man. Exactly. I think that's a point where a parent goes... We won't go back there again because they want their children to be engaged in biblical learning and biblical life application. Absolutely. And Steph, I think the mindset has to be, you have to change your mindset. Your mindset should never be in kids' ministry. We're keeping kids. you got to get that off the board. You're not keeping kids. You're teaching kids. You're nurturing kids. You got to make sure that you never have people on your team that's just keeping kids. Right. You got to have a personal purpose. You got to make sure that you're prepared. You got to make sure that you looked at your presentation. You got to do what you're doing to accomplish the purpose that you're trying to accomplish. It takes a lot of work. You'll be glad you did it because kids are there. I mean, look, guys, they're 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 rich soul. They want to learn. They're eager to learn. Teach them something when they get there. You'll be glad you did. The other side of the pendulum, so to speak, is fun. Yeah. The second question is, did you have fun? And so, Pastor, what does fun look like in the context of a children's ministry? Okay, now this is a big one. <clears throat> you asked me, I'm going to tell you. I did. <laughs> okay, you asked me, I'm going to tell you. Listen to me. You need to have fun, but it needs to be organized fun, not chaotic fun. Let me make sure you understand that. Your children's ministry needs to have organized fun, not chaotic fun. Just because everybody's running around crazy, you know, the kid's definition of fun can be totally warped up. You know, when I was a kid, man, I'm telling you, fun for me was, let's go play ball somewhere. Let's, let's turn this place into something other. But look, you want to create a on-purpose fun moments for those kids. It's fun presenting 
Think about how you can creatively present this. How can you creatively present this in a way that's not stagnant, that's not old, that's not boring, but at the same time, don't lose control. So you gotta make sure that you are allowing them to have fun, but you're not creating chaos. So I think just like preparing your lesson that you're gonna teach, you need to prepare your fun. Fun for kids ministry is not haphazard. Fun for kids ministry is a planned fun. You have to make sure that you organize yourself to have fun with these kids. And I'm telling you, to me, it's how can you creatively present this in such a way that when they look, get out of there, they're going, man, we engaged in uh, activity together. We sang songs together. We, we shouted out scripture together. Uh, we played a game together. But everything in the leader's mind is I'm in control. So you've got to have organized fun, not chaotic fun. Important step. I think in this day, particularly, it's easier to have organized fun than ever before. There's oh, my goodness. a plethora of resources at <clears throat> yeah. your fingertips to go with any lesson. And there's so much in the way of innovation and technology that you can pop in and you can make it an engaging, innovative learning environment. Who wouldn't want to be in kids' ministry today? With all the tools that you've got, all the resources you've got, man, to be able to come together. My, I believe this. I believe this. That you, your team needs to come together and you need to think about, you, all, you need to have a think tank meetings. You need to be able to go, wow, Sunday's coming. How are we going to do this? How's it going to be a blast? When those kids leave there, their parents are going to ask them, did you have fun? And they're going to go, oh my gosh, we had the time of our life. But it wasn't crazy fun. It was planned fun. Don't miss that. So the third question, and to me it's the biggest question of the three, is do you want to go back? Mm -hmm. What makes a parent want to take their kid back? Well, I'm going to say something to you that I think is, uh, it, it, it really embraces that question. First of all, we want to make sure that they learn something. And that requires leadership and preparation and planning. Okay? We want to make sure they have fun. And, and that's organized fun, not chaotic fun. Remember what I told you. Uh, you don't want to have you don't want it to be crazy in there. You want to make sure you're in control and you're having fun on purpose. All right? <clears throat> Do you want to go back? I think this, I'm sold on this stuff. You're going to have to, I'm convinced of this. I am absolutely convinced of this. Excellence honors God and inspires people. When you do excellent children's ministry, excellence will cause them to say, I want to go back. You have to realize that you have a golden opportunity to present your ministry in an excellent way. And when you do that, it's going to inspire God. It's going to honor God and inspire people. Kids know that. They're not crazy. Uh, they understand what excellence is. Now, excellence is not stuffy. Excellence is not 
mean. Excellence is not rigid. Excellence, excellence means that you're doing something in a way that when people walk away from there, they go, wow. When you get the wow out of a kid and the parent looks at them and goes, you want to go back? They're going to go, yeah. You know what that means to me? That means you present your lessons uh, because you're planning them. It means that you have organized fun. Watch this. This is powerful. Pay attention to the kid. Not just your presentation. Pay attention to the kid. You got to make sure that you're investing in the kid. When you present something excellent and then you make it personal to the kids, they're not just uh, bodies out there, they have a name. Uh, they have feelings. They have interests, they have learning styles. All of those things are important. You're not there to keep a group of kids. You're there to minister to a person. Did, did you hear that? You're not there to keep a group of kids. You're there to minister. Kids are persons. Treat them like that. Treat them with respect. Be in charge. Be the leader. But at the same time, connect with them. Call them by their name. Make them feel welcome. Treat them like a person ought to be treated. Honor them. Don't let them be crazy, but instruct them, guide them, direct them, correct them if you must, but do it in the right way. And I believe that when you do what you do excellent, that excellence will honor God and inspire people. And when you make those kids a person, a real person, they're going to go, I want to go back there. Who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to go somewhere where they feel like, man, they like me there. They, 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 they called me by my name. Uh, they sent me a letter, and after I've been there and visited, they called me. They connected with me. They, man, do all that. And, and follow up with them, you know? Write a letter to the kid. Mail it to his house. Have you ever thought about this? A kid gets a letter in the mail with their name on it from you that goes, thanks for coming and being with us, Sonny. Oh, my gosh. That's better than getting a letter from Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, make them a person, Stel. And I think that when you do that and you do all those things that we talked about, you do the safe environment, you do the positive environment, you do the friendly environment, you cause learning to happen. You cause them to have organized fun. You won't have to worry about the last question, do you want to go back? I'm telling you what's going to happen. The parent won't ever even get to that question. The kid will be going, I want to come back here. I want to be there. And when that happens, you're a winner in kids' ministry. Well, for the pastor or the staff minister, staff minister that wants to revitalize their kids' ministries, that wants to see that happen, what are some practical steps that you would tell them to start with? First of all, I would make sure that uh, with, a, with a church or a minister or a leader that wants to revitalize, I want to make sure that you understand this. You can I think that I've got to get you to understand that you can. A revitalization happens when a person gets revitalized. Uh, you know, it's not about walls and ceiling and stuff and things and programs. It's about you. 
So you have to get a spark in you, a fire in you that goes, man, give yourself permission to do it. Give yourself permission to do it. And, and then I would make sure that you drive up an anchor in that ministry. And that anchor is this right here. You want to make sure that everything that you're doing around children's ministry has an anchor to this. And you anchor your ministry to that. You got to make sure of that. You don't want to get unbiblical. You don't want to just keep, remember I tell you, you don't want to just keep kids. That's not what you're after. So you want to make sure you set your anchor up. And in that anchoring, then you give yourself permission to go and investigate. Look for children's ministries that are happening. Look at how you can make your presentation better. Uh, challenge yourself. Give yourself some permission uh, to look at other ministries and frankly borrow from them. You know, if they got a great idea and you think it'll work, we'll come and implement it. Nobody, nothing's new under the sun. Uh, you know, you can, you can get ideas from everybody. Uh, I think that's important. Build you a great team. Cast a vision of excitement. Tell them what you're going to do. Write it down. Get your team together. Educate them. Have a big kickoff day where you're going to start a new children's ministry. Uh, do it well. And so I think that in, in saying something to people is give yourself permission to revitalize, nail down your anchor, and then just look and see what looks good for you wherever you are. And, uh, you know, it's not just revitalizing you, it's revitalizing your environment. It's revitalizing, making sure it's safe. It's revitalizing, making sure it's clean, making sure that it smells good, looks good, sounds good, making sure that it's friendly, making sure it's got a friendly uh, spiritual purpose. Sit down with leaders, pick their brain, get their ideas, implement it, build your structure, and make it happen. And then, after you've done that, don't ever forget this in ministry. You'll be glad you did this. Evaluate it. Sometimes we get so stuck in the doing of it that we forget to evaluate it. I'm a firm believer that you ought to evaluate ministries, especially children's ministries, at least once every six months with your team. You need to look at the big picture, call the leadership meeting together, ask yourself, have you gotten old? Have you gotten stagnant? Uh, do you need to rethink some things? Evaluate it. And so that's some of the things I would say still. Well, there you have it all you ever needed to know on kids ministry and how to do it with excellence so thank you for joining us today for liftoff if you enjoyed the discussion we'd love to have you check back with us at jcimpact.org for this and other resources and as always we'd love for you to share on your social media this liftoff and our other resources there um, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at JC Impact. So thanks for joining us today. All right. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. And I want to say one more last thing to you. I believe if Jesus was on this earth, he'd be in children's ministry. Have a great day. God bless you.